following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it's a Wednesday at 11 a.m. inside the SWBC podcast studio here at the beautiful Star in Frisco. And that can mean only one thing. What is that? What? Not sure what that means, but we are here on a Wednesday instead of a Monday. We're going to wake this place up today. All right. It's pretty quiet. Mickey's going to wake this place up with the shirt he's wearing there. Oh, nice. You like that? The bright yellow sleeves. I remember that. They discontinued that. They they did. In 1984. That's right. No, I think this was about 2016. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's right. uh, It was at the Cowboys Golf Club that you got that. I believe that's right. That's right. Absolutely. That's official Cowboys gear that he is wearing there. I've got one deep in my closet somewhere. Mine was deep, too, but I dug today. (laughs) Like, let's do something different. All right. And we're going to dig deep into this Cowboys team here over the uh, course of the next 45 minutes to an hour, depending mm-hmm. on when we run out of gas. As we close out the month of May. We run out of gas real fast. <laughs> May 31st. I, I saw some football players on top of the building across the way. Uh, you near did. Near the practice field. Uh, having a skull session right now. An unofficial yeah. walkthrough. Yes. On top of the building? Where they do the little on team the meetings oh, right yeah. outside okay. the okay. offices over there. Mm-hmm. So there are football players on the premises as this is the second week of OTAs. But they're not officially practicing. That's right. <laughs> okay. Let me just throw that out there. Yeah, yes. yeah. No that's, one, that's for no, anyone that's listening. No one wants to get fined again. $100,000. Out of whose pocketbook? The head coach. I know it. And the they, head coach. Yeah. yeah. Come on. They Take were that too, home to your wife. They were too the head coach? The head coach. They, the owner, the, the owner has nothing. They to do got with accused nope. for being too physical mm-hmm. last year, back to back years. So it's a hundred k. So it was fifty, then a hundred. That'll get the explain that to your wife. So McCarthy, right, uh-huh. had to pay this. So he Correct. he basically was you know when he was talking about it uh, on Thursday, he was talking about how you know we're being very careful, and somebody said that it have anything to do with you know getting fined last year and. Uh, and and everybody laughed, right? And he goes, "Well, I'm glad you find humor in it. <laughs> My wife and I don't think it's real funny." Man, that is crazy. Yeah, I thought it would go to the owner. So they went uh, 180 to the other side, mm-hmm. from physical to basically might as well. We just start. We just talking it out. Not even we're, playing touch. We're going to talk it out. We'll just talk it out. I mean, when they walk did, it out and talk it when out. When they did passing drills and they were in 11 on 11, it was like, yeah, go ahead and catch the ball. <laughs> Don't, we're we're not defending anything. We'll right? see now. The players probably, you know, to Coach McCarthy's defense, got a little carried away. Right? Doing oh, sure. mini camp. Yeah. And they got out there and started competing a little bit, right? And so someone's watching and they said, hey, that's too much. If you're telling them you're going to play football, they're going to compete, yeah. right? Yeah, and you got your boy out there. You know, we hadn't seen each other in a while. Let's, let's, yeah. let's reconvene. 
That's interesting. They backed off. I, I would be. I would be. I would be passing the hat in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you were you were practicing too hard. I saw you too. Yeah, they. they well, the team can benefit from uh, not having as well. Uh, you rigorous should not practice. get any injuries in. That's these right. OTAs. I mean, there was a Sean Lee injury in 2014 that occurred in May, in the month of May. Yeah. Sean Lee, I remember that one. It was a it was a run to to the right. And he was going, you know, to stop him, to turn him back inside. And uh, when I, th- I think it might have been um, Zach Martin. Zach Martin. He was a rookie. Yeah. He was 14. <laughs> kind of blocked him. Way to go, he, Zach. He turned back inside to try to cut it off, right? And uh, and Didn't they have that video on? Uh, oh, oh it, was, it, was it was during an open, it was open practice, yeah. and so yeah. the media was mm-hmm. at Valley Ranch. So, and, and basically <laughs> what he did, he, he tore an ACL that was about halfway gone mm-hmm. anyway. But anyway, I remember it was a week or so later I was in the locker room, and he comes walking in on crutches, right? He had just had his, had his, had his surgery. And I looked at him, and I shook my head. I go, Sean. It was an OTA. What are you doing? He goes, well, I was just trying to do the right thing on, you know, that was my responsibility to turn it back inside. (laughs) And that was a testament to how Sean did need to. Right. Dial it down yeah. a little bit. That's that's him. Though, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I recall that. So so anyway, yeah, it was uh powder puff OTA out there, I'll guarantee you. They and they you know stayed what? away they should, from they a lot should of actually give them T shirts. Eleven that say out of that. eleven. Powder this puff. is powder puff OTAs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um But to to you know, and, and, and Dak talked about it and, and he said, Well, you know, he said uh, something to the effect that, you know, while we can't go full speed, he goes, I can go full speed in my mind. Uh, and you just get mental reps to understand what we're trying He's to do. He's seen enough to where he yeah. can anticipate yeah, what's and he going said, on. and that's what everybody else has got to do. So, anyway, um, we'll have a lot of impressions of that. Um, by the way, today's what may. Uh, 31st. 31st, yes. So that means tomorrow, June 1st, mm-hmm. uh, is the June 1st uh, releases, remember, Ezekiel Elliott. So on June 2nd, the Cowboys will recoup some salary cap money. Not just some, but $10.9 million will be. But they also, uh, <coughs> so he was going to count $16 million mm-hmm. in change against the cap. Uh, now that 5.8 has to still be accounted for, so they'll clear about 10, 10 million dollars. Has anyone had a Zeke Elliott sighting? Um, I think maybe at uh, uh, Dak Stadium. I don't know the Dak yard. <laughs> the Dak yard. Yeah. The Dak yard. I like Dak Stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I, so he has been. He has visited. Okay, visited. so you want to jump into it right now? Yeah, let's okay. go. Okay, what do you think? So, did you see what Mike McCarthy said about yes. it? Yes, last Thursday yeah, in his press conference, Mike McCarthy talking about uh, as they looked back at 
uh, short yardage and goal line situations last year. What was the quote? So here's the entire quote. He's somebody Bill asked couldn't about wait for this. replacing. <laughs> wait till next segment, but you want to jump into it now? Let's go. He, he said somebody asked him about what you know. How is going replacing Zeke? And he mm-hmm. said, "Well, I don't think you just go out and replace Zeke. I don't view it that way. Caponomics, that's real, and sometimes you have to make decisions." The coaches were doing short yardage and goal line last night. Mm-hmm. And you know, he just jumps off the tape. It's really not about replacing Zeke. It's about opportunities for other young guys. And they weren't looking at short yardage and goal line plays from four years ago. No. They were looking at short yardage and goal line plays from <laughs> last, last year. year. <laughs> That's right. And so the head coach understands that there were 12 rushing touchdowns. There were 12 of 14 conversions on third and one. And when they were at the one-yard line, he was scoring. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seven touchdowns inside the five. So So the whole situation changes come Friday uh, as far as Zeke's market. Right. And we'll see what ends up – well, he could have signed. He could have, yeah. But, but he hasn't. But he wasn't going to get the Cowboys' best offer right. until Friday. And so they could So say, that would be okay. – he could have offers on the table from other teams right now, and he could be telling those other teams I'm that waiting. I'm waiting until June 2nd. And who would those potential other teams be? What's been what's – been well, there was speculation. There's been rumors, but mm-hmm. no, and then everybody else said, "Well, no, we we hadn't done anything." Mm-hmm. So was it? Ten? Well, Tampa Bay's got Skip Peters, a running backs coach, yeah, right? And yeah. they have no salary uh, cap money available. But uh, they, I don't know if they added June first cut or not. Or and they didn't whatever, resign but, Fournette, right? They let right Fournette's right. out there and free agent there. as yeah. well right now. <laughs> so wait, uh, Skip Pete, that's his name, right? Uh-huh. So what's he going to coach? I mean, what running backs are there? <laughs> I'm asking. I mean, you know, well, who's, who's there? Can, he comes can, to a team it, with no quarterback. Or, well, they got they got a quarterback. They got yeah. a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. pretty slim pickings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really is. So you send me down to Tampa. Tampa Bay has in their running back room a third round pick from last year, Rashad White. Chase Edmonds, who uh, they signed in free agency, mm-hmm. he was uh, cap casualty in Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, who is a third-round pick in 2020. Uh, Patrick Laird, Ronnie Brown, not that Ronnie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and Sean Tucker. Ooh, Sean Tucker, who I really like from Syracuse. However, he may not play this year because he's uh, – or he may not play in his NFL career. He should have been – could have been a, like a second-round draft pick, but he was detected with a medical condition uh, at the combine. So what you're telling me So he is... wasn't even able to run uh, to train for the uh, – for the draft. Skip better coach's ass off, right? <laughs> yeah. Coach what? So there there is room at the end in Tampa. Yeah. So we'll we'll Boy, see. Is it? <laughs> but, we have a whole wing ready. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you just want to concentrate on what the head coach says, you know, we we understand thoroughly. My now, ears perked up when he yes. when he said that uh, it's right I mean, there in my uh, column it's and not, I highlighted it. It's not uh just talk. Yeah. That uh they value Zeke and and I'm look at what the Cowboys I mean we talked about what Tampa Bay has in their running back room mm-hmm. what do the Cowboys what, have what right now at, right and <laughs> you, you, you've got Tony Pollard and by the way he was taking part in 
some of the drills. Mm -hmm. So that was encouraging. And he looked like he, you know, they weren't going full speed, right. but he was moving. So it wasn't like he was out there limping through Excellent. things. Excellent. So that was encouraging. And you've got Ronald Jones, who they signed in free agency, who, by the way, in Kansas City last year, played in six games and got 38 offensive snaps in Kansas City That last makes you year. feel good, huh? Deuce Vaughn, of course, the sixth-round draft pick out of Kansas State. Who is as small as advertised. <laughs> Which is 5'5", five, five, 179 pounds. I think they got him at 5'6". Well, the combine had him at 5 feet 5 inches tall. Right. And Damn, my mother's and, taller than he was. And this, and this thing, this thing the, the roster we got uh, has number 42 at 5'6", 176. So maybe then you got Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle and Hunter Lipke. Don't go to sleep on Malik Davis. They like him. And he showed up last year. I think he had like 38 carries. Do they like him on the goal line in short yardage situations? That, that's he, all he's I'm worried about. Spag. He's, he's 205. Uh, that and, says nothing and, to and me. And what Spag. is Zeke? Zeke is 225. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that says nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. But I mean, just to be a complimentary, mm -hmm. complimentary running back to yeah. Pollard, yeah. but not to do what well, Zeke I, we, does. That's, yeah. that's what I'm worried about. We, we know that Malik Davis was a good, is a good player. We saw that last year. We, he got some time. And see, that's what game. we all remember about <laughs> okay. is the block that he missed. But otherwise, he had a decent season for someone that's playing behind two very good running backs. All right, I think the one of the big questions here is how many offensive snaps do you want uh, Tony Pollard to have in a game? Well, and, and we'll break it down over a season. Over a season, basically on offense, you have in a 17-game season a little over 1,100 snaps. Can I make a difference what? between snaps and, and, and touches? Because to me, yeah. it's, it's touches. You know, that's when you when we give him a lot of touches, then that's when you can see him get fatigued. I don't know about the amount of plays. I don't know about his blocking, but I know when it comes to the touches, the more touches that we get him, the more he's fatigued and he's calling, he's he's tapping out. And so, if he was getting, I was doing it real quick. If I did it right, fifteen carries a game mm -hmm. over seventeen weeks. That looks like that comes to about uh, 250 snaps in the season. Yes, that would be about right. Um, I don't. Okay, here here was the breakdown last now. year. We're talking passes as well. Not here was the breakdown. Well, yeah. as far as snaps go last year. Right. What What do you think the percentage was of snaps divided between Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott last year? I'm guessing it was. 30, 38% to whatever. 38% for Pollard mm -hmm. and 62% for Zeke. Right. Tony Pollard had 567 offensive snaps last year, and Zeke Elliott had 558. So wow. it was almost. It was equal. a 50-50 wow. split last mm -hmm. year. But the perception is that Zeke is on the field a lot more than Pollard. Right. Well, as it turns out, Pollard was on the field as much as Zeke was last year. So my point is, and and so if even if you want to push Paul, where do you want to push Pollard to as far as those snaps go? Do you, you want, want him to, to go 60 40? I, I say you keep it right where right I think you want it 50 yeah. 50, just That's like you had it. And you can give him more 
touches mm-hmm. as you go along here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I went back and looked at the first game of the year last year in uh, uh, last night uh, against Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and you know you could tell from the get go, the very first snap of the season, they're going to make a concerted effort to have Pollard on the field as much as Zeke. So on the first play of the game, both of them are on the field, and Pollard lined up. Uh, wide and then he uh, went in motion back in the backfield. They handed to Zeke. Then on the third play, of the, uh, they're back on the field at the same time and they run an end around with uh, <laughs> where or it's like a double reverse, giving it to CD and then he kind of passes it over to Pollard and they lose 10 yards. <laughs> and That was genius. It, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and so they were trying to figure out ways to get Pollard on the field at the same time. Well, you can figure out ways to get Pollard the football and more than you give it to whoever the other running back is. But I think you want him so that he is strong throughout the season, basically a 50-50 split, Pollard versus the other running backs. Now, who on this – Depth chart, do you want to take those 50% of the snaps? I, I would have to spread them out between two or three right, guys. Right. And I'll just go back to what McCarthy said, caponomics, that's real. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't making a $10.9 million base salary this year, he would have been in that locker room right now. I'll guarantee you. And we want we want intelligent touches, Bill. Mm-hmm. You don't just want to just right. give anybody that touch. Okay, it's, all right, we're just going to be count, counting uh, percentages here. Okay, you got yours. Then, all right, this time it might be third and one, but then it's Malik Davis's turn. Mm-hmm. But it's third and one, you know. We're trying to move the chain, so you're going to – you got to be smart about the touches. Right. You know, right. you got to be strategic on who's going to have it at a particular time. So touches is one thing, but sometimes the, the flow of the game – might predicate the, the I mean, type of touches that you have. If you, you have. want him in there banging away on third and one and you get it, now it's first down. Are you handing him the ball again? You could have possibly the way a drive could turn out, you could have several very important third and ones. And you got to be smart on who you want to give it to. Right. And, and how many times you want to give it to him with this backfield. And, and from Pollard, I mean, what's his deal? Basically, his ability to bust a run, right? NFL.com did a deal on top 10 explosive runners in the league, and it was a combination of some next-gen stats, um, expected you know, yardage, uh, and then they broke it down to 10-plus runs, 10-yard-plus uh, runs mm-hmm. percentage, and then 15-plus mile-per-hour runs okay, and percentage. Pollard ended up fifth. He had an overall score of 87. Uh, the, the number one guy was Justin Fields, had a 98. But he had far fewer carries than uh, Pollard did. Mm-hmm. And they're different carries, right? Of course. Because a lot with the quarterback, yes. it's not designed it's a broken, runs. broken uh, pass right. plays. So that gives you an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But he had 31 10-plus yard runs. So 16% of his carries were at least 10 yards. And when it came to 15-plus miles an hour run, he had 43 of those. So you don't want that to go down because you've given him more carries. You still want that explosiveness. That's his deal. Those carries are most likely not on the goal line, and they are most likely not short yardage plays that Pollard had. 
Okay, those are usually first and ten, second and long. And we learn how to stretch the field. You remember how we used to do it with Dorset and we see it with Pollard. You stretch the field, create the weakness, and you cut back inside. Yeah, you can do that on second, first and ten, second and long. Third and one, goal line, you can't do that. It's hard to create that kind of scenario to where you can create softness right. for Pollard or any one of his size. That's, that's tough to, to uh, emulate with someone that's not Zeke Elliott. So two things happen right away when everybody sees June 1 and says, oh, the Cowboys are going to have $10 more million dollars, uh, in cap space. Well, the first thought is, well, you got to go get DeAndre Hopkins, right? Um, the second thought is that, um, and, well, my thought is you can use that money now. It's not like you can go and, and just splurge. Now you've got available cap space to sign guys to extensions. Trayvon Diggs, maybe C.D. Lamb at some point. And by the way, Trayvon Diggs was not at the OTA. Now, he's done that before, working out with his brother and whatever. And I understand it's voluntary, right, Hambrick? Um, I still think of that every day, standing there listening to him to say, what do voluntary mean? Uh, But again, you also have $10 million extra to say, hey, Zeke, how about two and a half, three million dollar base to return with with incentives, incentives, right? Uh, And you can, you can, do the incentives in a way that they won't count against the cap. Because if you give him incentives that he accomplished the year before, then they're likely to be earned and you've got to pay for it. And if he doesn't get it, then you get a rebate the next year. But if you give him the type of incentives that he didn't have the previous year and he gets them, then they charge you next year mm-hmm. for that. So there's a way to work on that. So, yeah, I think that no one's brought that up right away. DeAndre Hopkins, right? He's going to cost more than $10 million. Well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, for what he was making. Yeah, I mean, he's a $20 million wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And you spent your money on your wide receiver with Brandon Cooks. Who, by up, the way. He'll end up in Cincinnati. Deshaun Watson wants him. You know, uh, Cleveland, and, and in fact, <clears throat> in fact, and, and bring that up in regards to Zeke as well. Um, Cleveland could use another running back to go with Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. also. But um, there are six teams that are picking up cap space on Friday, and the Browns are one of those teams. Uh, like the Cowboys estimated $10.9 million uh, becomes available for them. And so I would think um, Deshaun Watson has that targeted for DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> that extra yeah, money. So it'll be interesting And you're right, to see. Zeke could be back in Cleveland, back in Ohio. Back in Ohio. Uh-huh. I mean, Cincinnati was another team that was mentioned because they lost they some sure P. Ryan, mm-hmm. but they did draft Chase Brown, rookie out of Illinois, to go with Mixon. Good player? Uh, he's good, yes. yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's a different type back than what Zeke is. Zeke is more of the, I mean, is the Samaj P. Ryan type to mm-hmm. go along with Mixon. So that made a lot of sense there, too. But they've got, and the other thing on Zeke is he know he now knows what the market is for running backs as opposed to back in March when he was let go. Okay, so he, he sees that there's not 
that kind of money out there that there has been in the past for running backs. And so I would imagine if I'm if I am Zeke's agent, I want to see what the Cowboys' best offer is, mm-hmm. and you know see what else is out there. Take it to the Cowboys and see if they'll match it. And the Cowboys, up until this Friday, haven't had the ability to match it. Well, now they presumably have extra money that they right may not be spending elsewhere. How influential yeah. you think uh, Dak might be? I in think this very. Situation? I, I think just like. Just like DeAndre, uh, just like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson wants yeah. DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> in Cleveland, I would think that Dak wants, and I would think Tony Pollard wants Zeke Elliott right. here too. Right. Yeah, you know? and I would imagine the coaching staff too. It sounded like it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, I got all this money now." Well, no, because normally, and they have around ten million today. Mm-hmm. You need about that to operate through the season because you're going to have injuries. You're going to have guys you're going to have to pay on IR. Uh, you're going to have guys get hurt that you pay injury settlements to. Uh, and if you look at what happened last year, I think they ended up playing, oh, gosh, I'm doing it off the top of my head. They ended up playing like 72 guys at some point during the season. Mm-hmm. To get through the season, Damn, so that seems like a lot. Well, <laughs> when you have injuries, the, the, and I, I don't know, I've here's never the, really thought no, about uh, the number. Yeah, it is a lot, a lot, but the, but the whole landscape on it had changed uh, with the pandemic yeah. because the rules changed as far as injured reserve goes. And so now, be about the norm, you now think? if you've got a guy who sprains an ankle, you don't have to put him on season-ending injured reserve. He mm-hmm. can just be out four weeks. And yeah. so you're going to naturally use more players. Yeah. So you need more yeah. depth on your roster that way. And you got a fun and, and larger practice squad, too. And the, and the practice squad rules are different, where you can have veterans on your practice squad. And so you it's a new, to, there's a new norm. Yes, that's new right. right and you yeah. got to fund your practice squad. And that's 16, 16 guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 18 weeks, and those guys, if they're there the whole time, make right at 200000 which is why when you see some of the undrafted free agents, you came around too soon, um, <laughs> they're guaranteeing them 200000 But the guarantee is if you don't make the team, you'll at least be on the practice squad. What is, what is the base salary for a rookie? The, yeah, the, yeah, first year? First year. It's, I think it's, it's almost getting close to six hundred thousand. It may crazy. be five hundred and change. That's old undrafted free agent, huh? Uh, yeah, if he's on the if he's on the fifty three, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, rookie minimum. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. was your What was your rookie minimum? I think like twenty eight, thirty. I got thirty. I think I got fifteen hundred dollars signing bonus. Well, by God. <laughs> so, really, when you look at the, the training camp rosters, and all teams have 90 players on their training camp roster, if you look at throughout the course of – if you chart it throughout the course of the season with practice squads and injuries and all that stuff, I would estimate that out on every team's camp, 80 of those 90 players will be on a roster at some point during the season. Which, Which is, is a total difference exactly, than exactly, what it's been in the past. Exactly. Yeah. So, so good stuff. No. All right. I we told can, you we were going to light <laughs> this place up. We got a lot more to get to, and mixed shots continues in a moment. Thank you, Chris. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, blockchain.com is just a few taps away. 
Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. <gasps> Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way... I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. <laughs> new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. The new flavor you deserve. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back to mixed shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing. That's a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice. Not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860. That would be kpostcompany.com. All right, we've got this breaking news. The According to the 2020 Collective Bargaining Agreement, this is the rookie minimum salary in 2023. Mickey, you estimated it was around? 550 somewhere okay. in there. Try seven hundred fifty thousand no dollars <laughs> in twenty twenty three. The rookie minimum and salary see, that. in I the in the NFL is now up to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Last year it was seven oh five. Okay. Twenty twenty one it was six sixty. In twenty twenty it was six ten. Okay. It will go up to. By 2028, five years from now, the rookie minimum will be $975,000. In contrast, ten year, uh, 12 years ago, 20, so it's a 2011, 2011, it was three seventy-five. It's gone up from three seventy-five to seven fifty in twelve years. In fifteen years, it's gone up five hundred thousand dollars. In two thousand six, it was two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, and now it's seven fifty. So now you know why the salary cap keeps increasing, right? It's got to. 
Otherwise, you can't you can't keep up with the increase in the base salary. And, well, and the TV contracts are doing well for the owners. Well, next year, man, that, that, that not... salary cap's going to go up twenty five million. Now, let me show you how this benefits veteran players. Okay, mm -hmm. because if you now look at the difference, and I think this is probably something that even veteran players were pushing for, because veteran players were getting pushed out of the league because of the difference in the minimum salary for a veteran player versus a rookie in the past. Interesting. Where you you could save basically five hundred thousand dollars if you take the young guy over the veteran guy. This year, seven fifty for a rookie. Is the minimum base yeah. eight seventy for for a player with one year of service, for a player with six years of service, it's one million. There's not that much difference between a rookie and a and six that's, year that's veteran. What the, that's now. what the six year veteran would say when he goes in to negotiate. Hey, and, hey, I got a lot get, more experience than this guy right. here. And, and, you, and we're, this way, we're making almost the same. It's going to keep players in the league longer. Those third-year, fourth-year, fifth-year guys can now stay in the league because Everybody's the difference happy. in pay has not is for a you know. And these are core players yeah. on your team. But you're talking about a, so the rookies are happy because their mm -hmm. their minimum went up, and the veterans are happy because they get to stay now potentially. Now, basically, what has happened because free agency has flooded the market so much is that uh, everybody is making the the minimum. Once you get past the first wave of free agency, that's why you had guys that were signing for one-year contracts at the minimum, which is $1.1 million for these veteran guys. Well, Will McClay is pretty good at that, right? Yeah. I mean, we do that yeah. a lot and So you, you have yeah. to well, and that that also, and New England's been good at this over the years, where it's not necessarily the guys you're drafting this year, but the guys that are going to become available two years from now, three years from now, where in your draft preparation, you have to get to know all those players because you're going to have an opportunity within three years to acquire one of those players. See, and the other, the other benefit, too, is if you sign these guys to one-year veteran exception uh, you get a break uh, on their base salary. Like, you can pay them that much, but it only counts a, a percentage less. And as long as you only give them a, a small uh, signing bonus, like maybe 150000 I think that's the limit. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can sign guys to veteran exceptions and, and, and save some money on the salary cap. And it, you know what? When it comes down to it, every – Ten twenty thousand dollars counts nowadays because it's so tight, and because you got to use so many players to get through uh, the season. All right, what else? What else from? Because uh, we have we got been to able to watch them on a field, and we will get to do that again tomorrow. That's right, and we've had uh, media availability since the last time we convened. So I know you have filled up your legal pad with so many notes. So what, what next? We got to watch the kicker kick. Um, and they did it. Who's the kicker? Tristan Vizcayano. So he's the guy now. Well, he's well, the he only is. one He's here. the guy right now. <laughs> or as John Fossil said, it's Tristan and everybody else on the planet Earth that's not on another team. Uh, so, Male or female. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so they did a, um, a kicking, you know, it wasn't a full rush, but they, the only person missing in the kicking operation was the holder, 
So John Fossil was the holder. And they were kicking indoors. So uh, on his first uh, So we're nine, charting these kicks. Oh, I did. On his first nine attempts, he hit from 33, 35, wide right from 37, and then was good on 39, 41, 43, 45, 47, and on 51, I don't know what he did, but he just did not hit the ball. Uh, and it was wide right and short. Oh, he, did, he didn't whiff. He, no, okay. he just didn't hit it well. Let's it was, put it it was, that uh, way. He hit a toupee like in, in, in golf. It was, it, was, it was almost like he got 50. He hit his, it fat. Yeah. He hit it fat. It's almost like he Maybe got Maybe Fossil pulled a Charlie Brown. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fossil better stop, man. He got, he, got the, he got the 50 yards in his head, right? Could you imagine the coach doing some crap like that? Everybody's out there watching. They're like, this is the kicker we're going to be depending on. Because he had, he had good pop. He had good pop. And then when it was 51, he, and he was mad. I could see his look on, you know, it was like. When, oh. we need it, was, it was well viewed, right? A lot of people out oh, there. Oh, yeah, we yeah. saw it. He could feel the pressure. Yeah. yeah I'm sure he could feel so, the pressure. So, anyway. That was the longest. Um, that was the, the long, that was the long one. Yeah. And you don't need a kicker with as much pop now uh, for kickoffs uh, because of the new fair catch rule. If he can if, just pop it up, if somebody's going to catch, but you got to get it past the twenty-five. Well, th- th- they can get it past. But you got to be accurate, you, but too. you don't have to get it th- into yeah. the end zone. You got to be accurate, though. Right, you can't kick yeah. it out of bounds. Yeah, I'll take accuracy. Matt Barr was accurate. He couldn't kick long. Right. He was accurate. Because the idea just, used just, to just be. Give me a, just give me my point. Give me my sweet spot, can, can and you, I'm going to make it can every you time. Kick, can you kick it, you know, to, say, the three-yard line or the five-yard line between the hash and the sideline and pin them in a corner, and then your chances of covering it are much better? Well, now if you do it, you know, guys can just say, okay, fair catch, mm-hmm. and I get the ball to 25. Mm-hmm. So, but again, the kickoffs—you would like the percentage of them to be touchbacks, a high percentage, and you got to be pretty good at can that. Can he? Can he reach the end zone? On well, I kickoff? haven't seen that. I think. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure he can. Okay. Uh, but again, I'm sure that you know at some point they'll sign a veteran guy or somebody to come in here and challenge. We got somebody for you. Do you? Somebody new? Mm-hmm. Yeah, producer, somebody new. Producer Supreme. Other just, than McManus? Producer Supreme, Chris Beam, just uh, notified me of a guy who could be a wild card in this search for a kicker. Have you ever heard of Harry Kane? English Premier League. Uh, My son-in-law, Colin's favorite team, Tottenham Hotspurs. In fact, he gave, he went to, and watched one of their games over in England just last week and got me some souvenir Hotspur socks. Harry Kane on Good Morning America this morning says he wants to explore life as an NFL kicker after the oh after the Premier League. Is he going to retire from the Premier League? Mm-hmm. It's something I'd love to do. Okay, hey, and that's watch, something watch that that's something that Jerry Jones would love for. to explore. I bet having watch Harry Kane come in for. here and try out to be a kicker. One thing, when they he kick, makes a lot of money in the English Premier League. Yeah, and when they <laughs> kick in soccer, they just blast it right. There's not too little 
upright saying, okay, now you kick it between here. Mm-hmm. They just got a quick kick it ask between. Him about, ask him to talk to Brett. 100 yards. He talked to Brett, if we can find Brett. Where's Brett? What do you and mean? Maher? 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 Yeah. yeah, where's Brett? Well, he tra- he was in Denver last week, and they did not sign him. Omaha, but they took Nebraska a- still, yep. I think. Jeez, boy. That was quick. Producer Supreme, <laughs> I, in- I just I- looked up his salary. Yeah, what's Harry Kane's salary? I don't know the exchange rate, but I know it's it's definitely higher. He's making 10.4 euros right now. 10.4 million euros right now playing for Hotspur, which is like, I don't know. I know it's I, in dollars it's higher. So basically he's probably making About like 15, 15 million. million. Yeah. Don't think he's going to get well, the that. The Cowboys get 10.9 million available come yeah, Friday. Right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you say the minimum was for a first-year player? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. $750,000. Come on down, Harry Kane. Can Zeke cook? Oh, can he kick? Can Zeke, too? Yeah. yeah. Can Zeke? Can he, can he kick? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd kick. If he can help. You try to do I'm, – I'm sure Micah can kick. <laughs> Tell you what, that fan base, that, that, that Premier League's got the young guys, not the Mickey Spagnolos of the world – they're watching every Saturday and Sunday morning. Mickey. Is it because of the uh, celebrity that's attached to it? Is this the same league where uh, you've got the actor from Canada? He's point owner of the league, of the team. Oh, there's yes, there's, yes. Okay, so they made Rexham. a big deal out of yeah. it. Yeah, thank you, Rex. Yeah. yeah, so they made a big deal out of that. Yeah, yeah, they were being followed. But tell him, tell him, make sure he he knows though if he comes here. Uh, the actor is news- Ryan Reynolds, by the way. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> the uh, newspapers and TVs don't pay for interviews. Okay. Okay. He gets well, paid it's only for eleven million in they charge dollars over there. Glad yeah. you know. Okay, it's only exchange eleven million. Rate. The exchange yeah. rate. Yeah. So that's his starting point. Okay. Well, that's good. Good idea. <laughs> All right. Time for another break. He's a kicker on this earth. All right, and there's more mix shots coming up in a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages, 
with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back, back to Mick Shots. The schedule is set and limited tickets for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available now. Don't miss your chance to see your Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium when they host the NFC East rival Eagles, Giants, and Commanders, plus the Rams, Seahawks, Patriots, Lions, and Jets. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Good job, Spags. New read. All right. I almost had to... You know what I've started doing now, reading the newspaper? I, when I'm reading... You read a newspaper? Yes. <laughs> well, let's you can read start, online. Let's just start right there. You can, right you there. can read online, right? And as I'm reading, I'm editing people's copy. Like, yeah. I'm editing, putting in what it should be instead of what they wrote. Because, like, we learned a long time ago, they host. Host is a noun, not a verb. You play host... Oh, okay. Because you're the host. Mm-hmm. But technically, host is When not you a, host. Yeah. When you host, it's a verb. But, yes, but you're not, it's not a verb mm-hmm. as, mm-hmm. you know, um, when we host. It, yeah, it's not a verb. That was very uninteresting. So, anyway, <laughs> just thought I'd okay. g- give you a little insight there. Do you, do you have anything interesting on your legal pad? <laughs> when, I, when I read... <laughs> Gotta get a little insight. I would go with dead air instead of what you just told us. Oh, but we spent five minutes on some soccer player who sounds like a Vegas lounge singer. Let's go see her. Harry King sing. That does sound like a lounge singer, doesn't it? Yes. (laughs) Harry King. I'm trying to skew your audience a little younger there, Vicky. No one young Young is listening to this program. No one young is listening to this. They don't care. <laughs> oh yes, they do. You'd be surprised. Even though most punters are coming over from Australia to punt in the NFL, huh? Well, bring them on. There's been a lot. How much money right. are they looking for? That's the thing. Are they getting paid over there versus what punters get paid over here? Don't know. But I doubt it. But I know I there's it. been a bunch coming through. Okay, so you want to know what else I got on? Mm-hmm. Yes, please tell us. Please. <laughs> Save us. So this guy. It's not another English lesson. This is. uh, I've got a bunch if you need them, by the way. Grammar. Try to. (laughs) Even try to help out the TV guys, too. Right. Uh, Go ahead, Vic. So one (laughs) Kelvin Joseph. Mm -hmm. Yes. My guy. Saw him out there when they went to nickel and he was working in the slot. That's right. How about that? I saw that last week. Yeah. So we'll see. They're giving I'm him telling you, man, my more dude, opportunities. My dude, He's your wild you card. That's my wild card. You know what? It, you know what? It, it, it's not, well, frustrating is not the word, but when you see him out there, he's got great feet. Man. And he's got great speed. 
Now, if he just learns what he's supposed to do, right? Because um, there's a lot of talent there. So in the slot, I wonder if the Cowboys can can simplify it a little bit more for him. Is there a way to do that so mm-hmm. that he can just play right. instead of thinking? Because you can't see it. And I, I tease about that's my guy, but I, I can see the potential. Of course, we know about the mistakes, the mental mistakes. But you can see the potential in this guy, and I see why they signed him. I just want to see him come through. You know, I want to see him, you know, fulfill his his potential. You know, his biggest problem is he hasn't played that much football. You know, he didn't play that much at LSU. He transfers, sits out a year, didn't play, and then plays a year and uh, gets towards the end of the season and decides, well, i got to protect myself, and I'm, I'm sitting out. And then he gets here, and he didn't get many defensive snaps. Um, so, yeah, he just needs to If play. they think he's worth it, they should ass- assign someone to watch film with him. Because playing defensive back, he's got the instincts. You know he has that. He just needs the knowledge. Right. And it, it shouldn't be that hard to be able to just sit down with him one-on-one and show him exactly. First of all, I, when I coach the kids, I tell them, these are the things we don't do first. There you, you go. You cannot do this. Okay. And, and you go from there. You, you dumb it down from there. Don't do this. Then you got all this other stuff available to you. That should be a way to approach this guy because, once again, he's got just as much talent as anybody in this secondary. And if he could just use it, not be so jumpy. Yes. Um, the other thing at corner that I noticed is uh, my dark horse, Eric Scott Jr. Yes, yes. There was a couple times I saw that uh, with Trayvon Diggs not there, mm-hmm. he got a couple snaps with the first team wow. defense on the right Boy, side. Boy, that was wow. quick. That Steve was quick. Stephon Gilmore on one side, and he was on the other for a few snaps, not everyone, because they on. were using Nashawn Wright over there, yeah, uh, quite a bit. But yeah, when they, you when you have the depth of this secondary, and then you go straight to him, yeah, when Diggs is not there, that's pretty good. Tom didn't put you out there. Hell no. <laughs> I was over there playing with myself. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> but he wasn't a draft pick. That's right. And not one that they traded up Mm-mm. to the first pick That's in the right. sixth round. That's so we've right. got to remember that. And uh, uh, and he looked right, too. I mean, he's he's a – I think they listed him at 6'1". He just looks like – He has that yes. awareness about yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. So did see that. Matt Willetsko, who basically missed all last year, they had him working at left tackle um, with the – kind of the second team guys. Tyron Smith was at right tackle with the, really? with the first team. Yeah, he was out there. And he was participating, too. They kind of held uh, Zach Martin out. Uh, Terrence Steele was out on the field, but he's still rehabbing. And who was on the left tackle? Um, some guy named uh, Tyler Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so I this is it, that's then. where he's going to be. This is it, then. I think so. That's crazy. And we'll see what happens. And not as much as Tyler, Tyron, Tyron, Tyron over here. Right, and we'll see what happens. And Mm -hmm. and Matt uh, Farniak was at left guard. You know, when I went to the Giants, I realized that I was a better, I felt more comfortable on the right corner than the left corner. After playing left corner here all my career. Because? I guess I'm just more comfortable on the right side, you know, from playing different sports and things of that nature. And, uh... Maybe Tyron has figured out the same thing. Also, the 
supposedly defensive end from uh, Florida A&M, mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah Land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he was playing linebacker, just what I thought they would do with him. Uh, What's was, going on with Marquise? Uh, he's still at safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, they were changing everybody. Marquise Bell. Out. Marquise Bell, mm-hmm. that was his uh, teammate. Um, interesting, and I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not, when we talked with Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. He said he first noticed Isaiah Land when he was scouting Marquise Bell. Really? And he saw him. That happens often. And and that would have been his big year when he was a junior, when he was the uh, FCS Defensive Player of the Year. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said so when when they got to the combine and guys were working out or whatever, and he said he called Marquise and said, hey, what's up with this dude, you know? You know about him, and and he said Marquise said he's a dog, and he said I kept an Marquise eye. Marquise actually spoke. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he said so I kept an eye on him. Now they didn't draft him, but they surely went after him right away. Uh, and 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 Dan Quinn talked about how you know you have to have a vision for guys, and he said my vision was I've got a guy that can rush the quarterback, but looks like a linebacker and he's like 225 Mm -hmm. so at times and they were working like two two sets at a time the veteran guys over here the rookies on this end and they had um overshawn and land playing linebacker uh with the young guys Mm -hmm. yeah look it looked good now we'll see you know obviously we have to qualify everything we saw with helmets jersey shorts no contact, uh, but just you can see how guys move, right? You can tell. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to get another look uh, tomorrow when they get back out there. Michael Gallup was running really well, mm-hmm. uh, catching the ball. They were doing some drill, and they were throwing the ball into the end zone, and it wasn't against anybody. It was just catching the ball, and the ball was overthrown, and he just reached out with one hand and grabbed it and brought it in. You know, when you think about Michael Gallup, he's got to be one of the most important guys on the team. I think so. This year. Yeah. Uh, he will be good now because we got a tour. Number two now. receiver. That would be so cool, him coming back yeah. the way he was. Because before his injury, we saw him do some crazy, crazy stuff. Right. I remember him going down the sidelines for a touchdown. I, I don't know how he did it. He uh, almost like caught. It felt like looked like he tried almost cartwheeled himself into the end zone one time. Right. And so his balance, his athleticism, before that injury, it was it was pretty freaky. I mean, you get. I him, like the fact that they're using him in a variety of right, ways now, moving him around, and and Cooks can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. He can play inside, outside, mm-hmm. and. He is as quick and fast as advertised. Have they been working Gallup in the slot? I, I don't know that I saw him line up in any of those. But again, and see, that's the thing about the receiver: you you give him an advantage if he can play different sides and, of course, play the slot. Right. Then you can't be predictable. And you almost got if he can, and you got three receivers that are totally in, in interchangeable. That's what right? I'm talking about. Because you know, CD can go yes. inside. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, that part 
uh, looked uh, pretty good seeing what he can do. Uh, and then <coughs> one DeMarcus Ware was hanging around I that saw day, that on, on Twitter. Helping the guys with some of their uh, pass rush, teaching them things. And, and he looked good. I was like, come on, you, you don't need to go in the Hall of Fame. You could still play, right? He goes, well, I showed those young guys that I could still get around them. So uh, he goes, when I can do that, then they listen. Uh, and he was talking about how the process uh, is, is really something else, uh, sitting there posing for them to make his bust. Um, but he's all in. He goes, they keep me busy. So, so one more uh, OTA practice, and then the following week is mandatory Mm. mini camp but i would imagine the amount of uh, physicality will be about the same powder puff so are you uh, surprised at all that the cowboys haven't brought in a young developmental quarterback uh i thought they might um as you look at the cowboys quarterbacks with dak turns 30 in july Cooper Rush turns 30 in November, and then Will Greer, he's 28 years old. They don't have a quarterback on their roster under age 28. Yeah, and all they did for the rookie minicamp was bring the guy in for a workout, and then he didn't bring him back for the OTAs. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Clearly, there's not there's not anybody somebody. that they'll – Right. You know, and I just did a little search through all the rosters, and there's probably about 10 teams in the league that – 10 to 12 teams that only have three quarterbacks on their roster. And maybe some of that, too, is they're not doing much in the offseason, you know. But maybe they're waiting. Until maybe they during the season the, there's somebody they like who gets let go or whatever as far as a practice squad type. Yeah, because right. he doesn't need to know the system. Right. He just needs to come in and be a practice player. I mean, you're looking at, at someone like that for the future. Yeah. So developmental for the – but clearly there's nobody that they really – like beyond you know and you know the nfl is trying to help out with the new rule that you can have the emergency third quarterback not count against your game day actives um but again now the rule on that though you is he has to be on the 53 yes yes. cannot be on the the practice yeah he's not can't be a call up from the practice squad so i mean I went back and looked. I was trying to refresh myself. Greer basically was on the fifty. He wasn't. He was on the practice squad the first week of the season, and then he was on the fifty-three all the way through. So he was already on. Because somebody asked the question, "Will this cause pl- uh, teams to keep a third quarterback on the fifty-three uh, instead of?" And they were already player. doing it here, but they were already doing it here because you got to be able to figure out. If I wave him to get him on the practice squad, is somebody else going to grab him from me? You've got to be pretty good at deciding how that is. And if you look around the league, um, there are teams uh, that I think would pick up Will Greer. I think so, too. I mean, there's barely enough quarterbacks to be – a backup. Right? I mean, to the fact the fact them. that I just went through rosters and I found about twelve teams that only have three quarterbacks on their roster in May tells you that there's the the pickings are slim as far as 
quarterbacks. Yeah, unless they, you're waiting for the USFL. And I looked at this morning. I looked at the USFL rosters, and they got guys that are 34 years old starting yeah. quarterback. And the league. XFL, so. didn't have, the XFL I didn't mean, have I, enough quarterbacks. Because I was thinking, well, maybe they're looking at a guy that's playing in the USFL that they might sign after their right. season's over. Uh, and I didn't find nothing anybody. caught your attention, yeah, but no, well, they could. Quarterbacks, not enough of them out Who cares? there. I'm a cornerback. I don't care. <laughs> are you surprised they only have 16 cornerbacks on their? I'm roster? surprised you guys are fussing about not having enough quarterbacks. Who cares? Who cares? Better, better for you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you'll care come October. Have you ever like heard of Hector High School out of Hector Odessa? Hector, yeah. It's a now defunct high school, I think. That's very true. Mm-hmm. My uh, cousin, he's coming to hang out with me today. Yep. He was on that 1972 yeah. championship squad. At Odessa, He Hector. was a starter. Yeah. All right. Daryl Mitchell, he was the man. Hmm. He ended up going to Texas Tech yeah. and met, of all people, Bill Parcells. Yeah, Bar- Parcells was a defensive defense coordinator there in 77. Him. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's upstairs waiting on me He now. probably knows the Shepherds. Of course. I, I knew them. Mm-hmm. I, I, Tony, Tony Ford, I know the, uh, the, that's the uncle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in love. Yeah, with Woody Shepard and Daryl Shepard. I was in love with the, the unfortunately, the, the mother died. I was in love mm-hmm. with her when she was, we were both like 10 years old. And of course, <laughs> and, and of course that's uh, Sterling Shepard's family. Yes. And Derek Shepard, yes. they're all from Odessa. Mm-hmm. I knew them way back then. Mm-hmm. So Parcells was there with Steve Sloan yep. as the head coach. That's right. Because I remember the story. Steve Sloan left there to go to Ole Miss, and when I was working in Jackson, he was at Ole Miss, and Parcells didn't want to go there, and he went Vanderbilt. Maybe it was. I think it maybe. Or was it Vanderbilt? Tech? I think you. I'm trying he may to have, remember. I, did Sloan may have gone from Vandy to Tech? Yes, and then to Ole yeah, Miss. Yeah, that's right. And so Parcells was that's yeah was and, the connection. And the story was Bear Bryant told Steve Sloan because he was Alabama and he was like Bear's mm-hmm. son, and he said, "Take that job. It's a it's a it's a job killer." And sure enough, he got fired. Third year, second year, I was there. Yeah, he got fired because he they couldn't recruit. They were getting out recruited because they, they didn't were, have enough money. No, they were late to the game <laughs> on integrating their football. That's what I was team. gonna say. Yeah. As a black thing, yes, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Oh, and the, and the negative recruiting that was going on mm-hmm. by the other schools. Mm-hmm. Oh my! And you just couldn't overcome it. Couldn't overcome Colonel Reb. You couldn't overcome playing Dixie. <laughs> it's just amazing when I got that's why there. The Shep- that's why the Shepherds that. wound up at Oklahoma because Barry Switzer was ahead of the game mm-hmm. as far as you, integrating. You were very football. proactive. That's right. That's right. All right. That does it for this edition of Mix Shots. Back to our regular time for our final, final off-season edition of Mix Shots 5th. on Monday. Right, Is Mickey? You have a quizzical June, look. June fifth. June fifth, right? Yep. One, two, so yep. ahead of the mini camp start. That's right. We'll we're preview. always ahead of. We'll preview pre- the pre-game. mini camp. <laughs> Pre camp. <laughs> On the next Pre-camp edition of Mix Shots. See you Monday. Oh, Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?